Hi, good evening. Welcome back to A Journey Through Into Awareness. I'm Dr. George Andow, and it's a pleasure that you're joining us again. I'm happy that you're here with us tonight, and I really hope that you have found our shows and the different episodes to be uh, informative, touching, foundational, and nourishing on some level for you. So we have a lovely lady tonight with us, and she's so gifted, can sing and dance, and there's so many things about her that I really like and enjoy. She's an interfaith minister, so we really connect on many levels, and her name is Sandra Borgman. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, right? Yeah. <laughs> you did. You're <laughs> welcome. Thank you for joining us. Today. Oh, thank you for having me. It's such a pleasure. <laughs> um, one of the things that really, uh, you know, touched me right off the bat, uh, besides our connection, was you created a show and you use the theater as a platform. Um, to really get uh, the word out about some really challenging issues about life and the world we live in, and just so creative of you. And I love the name. I actually entitled this episode that name. I added a little bit to it. I cheated a little bit. Um, The Edge of Every Day, I Added Life. Because, you know, as a psychoanalyst and spiritual director, the edge of every day is Like every moment we breathe, we're always on the edge. So as soon as I saw that, I was really moved by it. Um, You have such a creative life. Um, Can you tell me more about that title and the edge of every day? Well, it all began. I was talking with my husband, who's a scientist, and I was we were just joking about this place that we were considering purchasing. And I thought, you know, if we built some sort of place and that would be a salon, what would we want to call it? And, and I said, oh, the edge. I want to call it the edge. And my husband said, well, that's really cool. Um, there's a scientific term, the edge effect, which means uh, two very different ecosystems that come together. It's where they touch is where there's like a forest and a field, for instance. And it's where they come together where there's the most diversity and the most uh, difference of insects and flora and fauna. And I just thought, well, of course, that's just like life. That is like when two different ideas come together or groups of people or crossroads of divergent ideas or belief systems and this explosion of creativity. And and it was right around that time that I was coming up with the idea for the Edge of Everyday show. And I thought, that's it. That's it. That's one edge in life. And then I started to think about some of the other edges in life. When we think of walking to the edge of a cliff and it's when we're taking a step into a new project or we're taking a step in every portion of our life or into an emotional arena that we're afraid of, like grief, like death, um, there's an edge where you step off into something new. But what was most poignant to me for the idea for the show was what was going on internally was this notion of, I do a lot of work with, with shadow work and you know you and I have briefly mentioned that this idea of you know in the sp- spiritual community there can be a lot of focus on on the light and the happiness and be positive right, right. and right. upbeat and you know life isn't like that right. and the spiritual quest isn't like that and the the unwillingness or inability or fear to take a look at some of the what we deem darker aspects that aren't necessarily even dark. It's just our opinion on them or our belief, other people's opinions on them. And that's where they're formed. They they become our shadow because we look to hide from them because we were told they were bad and wrong. Bad, and we shouldn't feel that way. They shouldn't feel that way. We shouldn't be that way. I actually grew up with a lot of that because I was always, yes, I always had so much energy. (laughs) And I was always told to not do that. That's how I became introverted. 
Uh, okay. Well, and I think, I think generally, generationally, there's a lot of, you know, being the, for women, it's a lot of nice girl and nice girls don't do that. And nice girls don't think that. And so there's a, a tendency to want to tamp all that down and not be the rebellious one or the, this or the, that or whatever makes you brings that out. So, yeah, I hear that. Yes. And as you're you're talking about that, the edge also, you know, what I'm hearing could just be the way I'm hearing it um, is when you have it's almost like the Big Bang. You know, you have two um, two. Unlike. Pieces converging. Yes. That's when you get the idea. That's when you get the best. I love it. Yes, exactly. Well, I love that. And by the way, everyone, when she talks about a salon, she's talking about like a smoky cabaret salon, yes. not like a hair salon <laughs> or a skincare salon. I just wanted Although to. Although people can cut the hair in there if they want to. <laughs> yeah, I can come in and with facial. As long as I get a free haircut. <laughs> right. So, right. So it, it's great. And you use your platform in theater, cabaret, um, and voice to move into um, all of these different areas of the edge of everyday life. Well, I do now. Um, you know, this this was um, the idea of, as you mentioned, I am an interfaith minister. I'm, I, I attended seminary. I went to two seminaries, actually. And while I was in seminary, I, I had this idea. You know, I love studying uh, all of the world traditions and religions. And, I, you know, I've just had that's been a part of my life since I was a little kid. Um, I was always into that and going to different churches and, the, and experiencing cultures and yes, me too. And I'm sure. And, and I, you know, as, as lovely as it is, they weren't, my, they weren't, they didn't feel ex- they, I loved the ritual. I loved the ceremony. I loved the costuming and the, the pomp and the music and, but for a heart opening and expansive experience for me personally, that wasn't where I had it. I had it out in nature, more earth-based traditions, and I had it on stage. So where was I going to go? And I thought, well, you, and I started to get this idea for sacred stages and this company. And, uh, and I loved that name, sacred stages, because it, it. <laughs> because it, it, talks about venues, stages, salons, places of doing these things, these whatever these theatrical things were to become. But it also talked about a process. Yes. What stage were you in? That eventually went on to become um, a, a counseling technique that I developed. But, but initially, I was like, I want to create a theater experience that is sort of my version of preaching for people who are feeling like I'm feeling, that want to, they may find themselves unchurched. They may find themselves not really sure of what they want to do. They may have dabbled in certain things. They may be interested Ooh. in meditation. But but I wanted to create something for that was alternative. And so I came up with Sacred Stages. And, and the edge of every day happened to be my first, wasn't the first show I, I produced under that umbrella, but it was the first one that was a one woman show of mine. It's so. great. And this, the, um, the venue that you're creating, the salon. Oh, yeah. Where is that going to be? That's up here in my home in New York City, I, in Harlem, but I also own a home up in the Catskills. And okay. we have this huge garage that we're turning into this huge vent well it's huge it's a garage but it for a garage it's enormous it's like four truly four cabaret rooms combined it's i love it it's really fantastic and it's funky and we've got chandeliers in there and it's just really going to be fun sounds great sounds really great you know the sacred stages because there are sacred stages you know as we journey in our spiritual life there are different levels of transcendence, things that we must transcend before we can move on, you know, to the next. And I don't think we ever arrive here on this earth plane. 
Well, um, and, I, and quite frankly, do we even want to? I mean, yeah, right. <laughs> we, we want to stay engaged the whole time. Yes, that's right. Keep it moving. Let's go. That's right. That's right. I don't want to sit all quietly at the top of the mountain. And why, why be part of life? <laughs> oh, it's great. So tell me a little bit more, if you don't mm. mind, about how you got your early start. In this, you were talking about that you are absolutely mm. a seeker, me too, going to all the different churches and that this anchored you. And you had mentioned that the theater was at a young age you started and felt oh, very totally. But the connection between the stage and the spiritual, speech, did it come to you in prayer or? Well, I, <laughs> I, I'm going to go there. Um, when I was little, I saw, I saw things. And I had conversations with entities and I'm yeah. so glad to hear you say that. Yeah. And yeah. <laughs> and, um, and I was, uh, as I mentioned to you, I was the, in, the extroverted introvert and I was the one that had the antenna, the energetic antenna in the corner of the room. You know, I felt very comfortable on stage in front of lots and lots of people doing a play and singing or playing the violin or whatever. But I was not so, I was shyer in real life and I could read the energy of the room. And so both, you know, I could sing and dance and I was in plays at 10. I, you know, I was doing, playing the violin, all of that right out of the get-go. And But I was also th that energetic, sensing, seeking kid that was interested and in, was attending churches with friends and, you know, just being curious. And I think, you know, both of my parents sang and I, you know, my mother never said this to me, but I, I do believe that she lived a little vicariously through my eventual career. I think she would have loved to have been a performer. She mm -hmm. sang, she was kind of a natural that way. So it was very, that aspect of who I was, was understood and uplifted and supported. Um, so, so it was easy for me to move into that. Um, I, uh, when we moved, they moved us from upstate New York to Pittsburgh, which was their hometown. And they searched for very good school systems for us to be in that supported my sister and I to be, we were supported in the arts and, and, um, you know, just from 10 years on all through high school, I went and really high end, we did high end plays. I mean, we were like making recordings of our little choirs and, you know, Thank traveling. You, Mom and Dad, because look what you're doing now. We're going to look at this more when we come right back to A Journey Through Into Awareness with Sandra Bargman. And I'm George Andell. We'll be right back. Thanks you're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant, and on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. Are you interested in having a better relationship with yourself, others, and God? Greetings. I'm your host, Dr. George Andow, for the show, A Journey Through Into Awareness. On my show, we journey into the awareness that the mind of God is the true seat of our personal consciousness. We join together each Monday at 7 p.m., so tune in on Talk Radio NYC. Did you know that nearly one in five adults in the U.S. battles mental illness? Hi, my name is Albert Dabba. I'm the host of the show Extra Innings. Extra Innings, I discuss the topics of wellness, mental health, and the experience of surviving multiple suicides within my family. Listen live every Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern 
to Extra Innings for discussions with sports figures, artists, mental health professionals, and many others. That's Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. Hi, I'm Graham Dobbin. Join me every Thursday evening for the Mind Behind Leadership here on talkradio.nyc. We speak to people from business, sport, military, and politics, all around what makes a great leader. The personal experiences of what's worked and, maybe more importantly, what hasn't worked. So, that's 7 o'clock every Thursday evening. The Mind Behind Leadership here on talkradio.nyc. Listen to real stories of real leaders. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. Hi, welcome back to A Journey Through with Dr. George Andale and our guest tonight, Sandra Bargman. So as we were talking, um, I, when I was little, I had an imaginary friend called Mary. And it dawned on me because my mother and sister were very close and my dad worked all the time. I was a daddy's girl. And so I developed an imaginary friend called Mary. And it dawned on me that it was the Blessed Mother. Yes, I love this. And I used to sit in bed and kiss a little picture of Jesus. I did my very first show talking about this and how I found, how Jesus found me. God always finds us, right? We're always thinking that we're seeking. God's seeking us out, right? So tell me about your experience with this as a little girl. Well, uh, Yeshua, Jesus, that, that was the person that I, that was the entity that I most spoke with. And I, I spoke with my grandmother um, and I, I saw peripherally a lot of people, um, but those were the only two that I really spoke with. But uh, so, yeah, Yeshua, Jesus, I have a, a very close lifelong relationship. And, um, you know, and it was something that, that took me through my entire, and still to this day, took me through my entire life. And, and those energetic understandings and those curiosities and big questions were something that really, really uh, almost were bigger than my create, my performing life were almost more interesting to me than my performing life um, because, quite frankly, they were larger and um, more vast to explore. I mean, you know, the, the one is glorious. Performing was glorious, but, you know, you can only talk about acting so much before you're like, okay, it's the conversation now. Um, <laughs> I want you to know that it shows in the first time we spoke you know, you can, um, I was able to feel that from you, that place in you of eternal love. I connected that with you. Um, so, but right back at you, actually, but that, you know that. <laughs> yeah. So um, you spoke a little bit about Kaaba ritual. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I love that term. I know. Kaaba oh, ritual. my God. So do I. I love that term. Would you mind talking a little bit about that? Tonight? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, so the edge of every day. This is this is another edge, another blurring of the lines, blurring of the edges. Um, was this phrase, Kaaba ritual, um, because creating the edge of every day, you know, getting the idea about the edges. How do I want to, how do I want to talk about this? What, what really do I want to impart here and share? And so the, the, the creation of the show became 
about me exploring my own edges. Of course, it was motivated from what I was going through internally. It was the edges between the kinds of performing that I was doing. Um, having gone from being somebody who learned a script and had costuming and, and character to hide behind to using my own voice in cabaret um, and speaking from that standpoint. And I structured the show. I'll talk about the ritual in a, in a moment. I structured it like a ritual, but I used conceptually, I used the blurring of the edges of cabaret, of ritual, and theater, performance art. So I came up with, you know, I was like, how do I describe this? You know, again, when, when you, when you've got something new, how do I, how do I describe this and make people excited about it? Not interested, maybe a little confused, but more excited. And I came up with this, this term, cow ritual. And I was like, Oh, this is so great. And I Googled it to find out if it had already been out there. I was like, I've made it up. And no, it has a life already over in Australia. But I had never heard it. <laughs> and it's not here in the States until now. I brought it here. <laughs> there you go. That's right. Ritual is very important. And, you know, the, the, to me, the true meaning of ritual, the true importance of ritual. We would, many years ago, like 100 years ago maybe, and certainly the Native American Indians knew it well, they had tribes as families. So um, they were always ritualizing life. Always. Every all, transition, everything. Everything. And I was thinking about this as I was reading, you know, material on you and with you. And um, I was thinking about what do we have in our culture now? We have confirmation, communion, graduations. We have bat and bar mitzvah. And they all turn into just a party. Party. Yeah. The meaning of what they're about is lost. Be lost. Yeah. Well, and I also do weddings as a wedding officiant and creating, you know, I and I am often the last person on, on the couple's mind. Um, you know, and I and interesting. And they're very willing to spend a lot of money on flowers and food. And, and of course, I don't, of course you want this to be beautiful, but, but the reason we're here is your ceremony. That's right. Is your ritual, your transition from point in your life to step over this threshold, this edge, if I may, into this new life as a couple. And how do you want to experience that step forward? So, and, 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 and that's every ritual. How yeah. do you want to experience right. this particular transformation? Yes. And what, what is the depth of meaning? Not right. only collectively, the collective consciousness meaning has, but what is your consciousness yeah. say it is what is the meaning that you want to give it is there any exploration in that at all and that's i find so amazing how do we bring more ritual into our lives well that's that's a great question i mean you know just simply the work that i do with my couples i people right. who are attracted to me are are going to have more of that we're going to have more of those conversations yes and if they're if they're if they're energetic attracted to me um, and then choose me that's what they'll they want yes. because they're going to get turned on because I go right there right away but but in other ways I mean you know for instance on the the de the uh, the anniversary of my mother's death I do a beautiful ritual where I I put out a picture of her I light a candle I put out a little glass of wine, a little tiny, tiny, adorable little glass of wine. We love to do that together. I plant something. I put something in. If I'm in my place in the city, I do it in a pot um, on my back patio. I'm lucky to have a back patio in Manhattan. Thank you very much. Yes, you. And when, oh, baby. And when you I'm up. use my yard if you ever need. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> but I've also done it up here, you know, in, in, in the woods. And, you know, there's just, it, and it doesn't have to be elaborate for 
it, no. to, to experience the, I mean, you know, what pops into my mind is mindfulness eating, you know, just sitting down at a meal and being aware of I'm moving through the space of being of hungry and now I've had this nourishment put in front of me. Let me, let me walk through what that might be. Who brought it here? How did this food come before me? Who prepared it? And just, you know, and of course, we're not going to do that at every moment. But, but to your point, there are many, many, many times when we can ritualize very quickly and very easily and gently with, with, a, with a lighting of a candle, with a, saying a prayer, with, you know, just taking a breath and remembering our connection. All of life is prayer. All of life is mindful. When we, right, when we can awaken, become aware of what is going on. Can we pray for the grace to be where our feet are? Be present. To be present. To be as David White. I'm listening to David White right now, poet. Um, fabulous poet and he always go he go works in corporations and he goes in and and uh, and talks about how be here how can you be here be here now and uh well ram das says it be everyone says be here now so so those are just some of the ways that we can ritualize our life and hence you know the name of my show a journey through into awareness we need to awaken and become aware of what's going on to name it and claim it. Those pieces that keep us disconnected from ourselves, God, and one another so that we can journey through it and let it, it'll, it, it can be used as a stepping stone instead of a stumbling block to raise us into transformative grace. And that's Man. sort of how I try to breathe each day. And that's why I created the show. It was God's idea. And here we well, are. Well, and it's like, yeah, you're like you're doing a ritual right now. We are. And, and yeah, and this liminal space. We're going to be right back to continue <laughs> our ritual together with you. Welcome and come back. We'll see you in a minute. Thank you. Be right back. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. Hey everybody, it's Tommy D, the nonprofit sector connector coming at you from my attic. Each week here on talkradio.nyc, I host a program, Philanthropy and Focus. Nonprofits impact us each and every day, and it's my focus to help them amplify their message and tell their story. Listen each week at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time until 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on talkradio.nyc. Are you a business owner? Do you want to be a business owner? Do you work with business owners? Hi, I'm Stephen Fry, your small and medium-sized business or SMB guy, and I'm the host of the new show, Always Friday. While I love to have fun on my show, we take those Friday feelings of freedom and clarity to discuss popular topics on the minds of SMBs today. Please join me and my various special guests on Friday at 11 a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Do you run or are ready to open your own business? Hi, I'm Jeremiah Fox. I've been operating and opening small business for the last 25 years, and I'm the host of the new show, The Entrepreneurial Web. Tune in every Friday at noon Eastern time for insights and stories on the nuances of running small business right here on Fridays at noon, talkradio.nyc. Hi, I am Joseph Franklin McElroy, host of the new podcast, Wise Content Creates Wealth. It airs on talkradio.nyc every Friday afternoon from 1 p.m. to 2. They say content is king. Well, wise content rules the world. 
Every episode features tools and tips for content marketing and business people telling the wise content stories of that success. Tune in every Friday from 1 p.m. to 2 on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. <laughs> we're laughing perfect <laughs> yeah hi um welcome back to a journey through here tonight with sandra borgman and um so i, I think i think i cut you off we you did talking, we were talking about rituals and you know so many of the questions we have here you and i <laughs> you and i are covering just by us having these great conversations Yes, that's that's the best, you know? Well, totally. Well, we were saying your show is a ritual and just this this willingness to sit in this liminal space between things. Um, It's this liminal threshold. The name of your show is a threshold, like a liminal threshold. And, you know, the willingness to be not this and not this and sit in this place of transformation. It was Pierre Chaudin who said, he prayed, how do we, how do we live with the anxiety of the unknown? How do we live with the anxiety of the unknown? We all want to know. We all want to control. And that's a natural human factor, but it doesn't work. You know, truly, none of us have control. There is no such thing. There's no such thing. And that's what real, that's, that's what suffering is, is when when we want to control and we cannot. And, you know, that's a pre-talking, you know, situation as infants in the crib. But anyway, we're not going there tonight. Um, You know, so how do we navigate these edges? How do we navigate them? Well, I, you know, the willingness to, first of all, to get real about them, that they even exist. Tell the truth. Tell the truth about them to be real. And to, to your point, to understand that even the fear of change is an edge. And that if I can get real about that, and if I can say that out loud and sit in it and not walk away from it, not get on my Facebook, not get on, have a drink, not do, you know, sit with that fear. That's, you know, certainly one way to do it. Um, you know, I, I think for me. Um, Excuse me one moment. Mm. You are not our feelings. But yes. We're not our feelings. So when we have a hard time sitting with something and we're having all these feelings, can we remind ourselves, I'm not my feelings. I'm yeah. not my feelings. This is just a feeling that is inside of me. This out here is causing, is stimulating this already existing feeling, but it's not causing it. In order for me to feel it, it's already in here. The Talmud tells us we don't see things as they are. We see things as we are. Sorry. <laughs> so true. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so, yeah. I mean, you know, what, what more can we say about that? Sitting in that, being willing to, you know, and that's no easy feat, as we know. Well, um, not say- we're not saying it is, right? We know that it isn't. You know, and there's there's a million ways of that that people try. You know, I talk about this in my show. I literally in my show, the edge of every, every day, I have a meditation where I talk about these things, and I talk about, you know, the the fear of something and the willingness to 
to, to speak about it and to get honest about it and to sit with it. And we actually do a meditation. I mean, it's not a long one because I, I, I don't want to structure a show where it's, it is a show. It, it's, it is a ritual, but it is still entertainment. I want people to experience it, but I don't want it to be about that completely. But, but to offer to your point, offer the tools. Um, you know, again, I think people have many ideas. Meditation is certainly a glorious way to explore how to sit with your feelings. But I think people, again, they've got all kinds of ideas about what it's supposed to be as opposed to, okay, yeah, you can learn. There's a lot of techniques and a lot of things that you can go to a teacher who can help you. But the bottom line is this, at the end of the day, all you have to do is sit down and connect to your breath. There are wonderful ways, wonderful techniques to learn. I am not, certainly not discounting them in the least. I've taught them. I've studied them. I do them. But really, I mean, I would always tell my clients, you know, don't, don't use, well, I don't have time to take a class. Don't use that. Right. It's a way to not do it. Right. Because there's no right way. Right. There is not one way. That's there is right. no one right way. That's right. And it's the same thing with prayer. Exactly. Say, I, I, I don't know how to pray. Um, just sit and talk to the God that you love. Right? Go hug a tree. Yeah. Say thank you. Yes. Say thank you. You know, you were talking before about that, you know. Um, you know, the importance of recognizing, you know, maybe thanking God for the meal. Um, I, I'm, I believe in very much in that. And, you know, really recognizing and appreciating everything that's before us in a day, someone brought, made, created in God for you. Right? Totally. What hands worked the machine that made the computer for us to sit here? And I think you I think you've touched on really something that that is at the heart of how to navigate the, the edges is really, you know, it's gratitude. Um, and the 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 calming effect of gratitude and the how gratitude can help you get real with what it is that's happening in your life. Um, you know, I remember when I was doing the show and I was um, putting the show together and I was experiencing some real pushback about my creative life internally. And I was feeling kind of angry about it. Um, and that I felt as though I was sacrificing a lot for a, a, a long-term relationship and, and a life, a created life together. And so how could I, how could I push that edge? How could I be with that edge and feel reinvigorated around my creative life and still feel grateful? Can you not hear me? I can hear you now again. Broke up. Okay. How, what, what didn't how you hear? Can, how can I? How can I push through this creative edge that I'm feeling and reclaim what's important to me creatively and still feel the gratitude for this incredible relationship? Because that is an edge. There you cannot, if you want a long-term and a deep abiding relationship, you make sacrifices for that. And you, you, just, you just touched on something very important. I think it's important for all of us to hear that we are all called to sacrifice. And the truth is, my life is not about me. Our lives are not about ourselves only. We can incorporate ourselves in it, 
But we've sort of lost our way with that, I think. And I listen to that so much in my patients in regard to their relationship, because I do a lot of relationship work also. I think you do too. And, you know, in that, I find it amazing that myself included, that it's very, very hard to embrace what someone else might want if it's disrupting what the vision of myself and my own journey is. How do I navigate that edge? How do I stay? How do I stay focused on those two? How can they both live in me? This and this. How can I maintain that complexity? Yes, I love that. How do I maintain the complexity and in the outer world, in actual time, in the real life? Having to make having to make movement within that line, real movement. That's when it gets me. You know, it's one thing to stay with the feeling of the liminal space. It's another thing to have to now cre- create. Take the- action. Thank you. Take action. What, what is that going to be? And again, be real about what that action is. Um, again, not be fearful. Um, and it all comes back to fear of change. And, you know, it's, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you may need to make some changes and you may need to grow together in ways that feel challenging. If, if we're staying in that, the, the, the confines of a relationship. Um, but it's that way in so many things. Really everything. And I think that's what we started the show with is that with everything, every breath is an edge, right? Every moment. (laughs) I love that, really. And it's such a, you know, it's what we're talking about isn't new, but the way in which you framed it and what you've called it is totally new to me. Might not be new to a lot of listeners, but it's totally new to me. And I love it so much, you know, the edge of every day. The edge of every moment. The edge. The. (laughs) (laughs) Break. (laughs) We'll be right back. I'm Dr. George Ann Dow Silly. And we'll be right back with Sandra Bargman and A Journey Through Into Awareness. Thanks so much for joining us tonight. I hope you're having a good time. Be right back. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. Are you a small business trying to navigate the COVID-19 related employment laws? Hello, I'm Eric Sauver, employment law business law attorney and host of the new radio show, Employment Law Today. On my show, we'll have guests to discuss the common employment law challenges business owners are facing during these trying times. Tune in on Tuesday evenings from 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. Gateway to the Smokies. It airs on talkradio.nyc every Tuesday night from 6 p.m. to 7. Every episode is dedicated to memorable experiences in the Great Smoky Mountains National Park and surrounding areas. This show features experts and locals who will expound upon the richness of culture, history, and adventure that awaits you in the Smokies. Tune in every Tuesday from 6 p.m. to 7 on talkradio.nyc. Do you love or are you intrigued about New York City and its neighborhoods? I'm Jeff Goodman, host of Rediscovering New York, a weekly show that showcases New York's history and its extraordinary neighborhoods. Every Tuesday live at 7 p.m., we focus on a particular neighborhood and explore its history, its vibe, its feel, and its energy. Tune in live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day.
Welcome back to A Journey Through with Dr. George Andell and our special guest and talented lady, Sandra Bargman. Oh, my so, goodness. Oh, my goodness. We, oh my we, have, goodness. we have nothing to laugh about or talk about. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Can't figure it out. Um, so I know that you... Um, I know that you do work. I know you do work with women, is it? You do some sort of uh, volunteer work? Um, I do volunteer work with the elderly. I do. I have been hired. A friend of mine is starting a business uh, that is um, called the, um, oh, my God, Strategic Alliance of Women. And um, she has pulled me in. It's a li- on a little bit of a hiatus right at the moment. Um, so it's not uppermost in my mind because um, she's writing a book and doing her TED Talk. And uh, oh, isn't that very exciting. Yeah, it's very exciting. Um, and uh, in fact, I've just written a chapter for her book. She's really set it up in a wonderful way. She's brought in people to contribute. She's writing the whole book. But she's also asking women to contribute chapters that are in alignment with her oh, chapter, which it. is really spectacular. Yeah, really and it, just great. And it's um, and my particular chapter is on anger and how it relates to my leadership, and um, which I think I, I think women in today's world can relate to. Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. You brought up a piece here about um, the rise of feminine and our disconnect to Mother Earth, uh, disconnect from Mother Earth. Yeah. You know, it's so interesting. When I drive, uh, I live on Long Island, Huntington, North Shore. So when we're driving into the city and you just see all of the construction going on and the ripping. I actually feel like I can feel like the ripping of, and this might sound strange, the ripping of, you know, the mother earth's flesh and the constant digging. And Oh, totally. Oh my Lord. So much. What do we need? Do we need another strip mall? Really? Do we need, what do we need? What? Do we need more buildings? I mean, do we need, I guess we need more apartment buildings. I don't know. And I think that this is this is at the heart of all of our our problems. All of the 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 disconnect that we as humanity are experiencing is is that we've walked away from our connection to earth, our home, our home that we've been gifted. Our yes, to be stewards of not in dominion over to be stewards and companions with, to live in synchronicity with, in relation to ecosystems coming together. And, you know, we look at COVID and, you know, as they continue to dig, this is my imagination, as they continue to dig beneath what the the, the ground of what was covered for centuries of under ice as the glaciers melt and all of these bacteria and viruses that were under the were meant to stay there generations before and we're digging it up what do we expect it's just i don't know i mean listen I, i you know i don't know I, well, I really don't know. I'm not an expert in this. It's just a thought and a feeling, and I, it breaks my heart. It really just breaks Completely my heart. and utterly. Well, and I'm married to somebody who is environmentally active, and I, my, I, my upcoming play that I'm writing is on this very thing that we're talking about, and I took I um, a climate reality. Oh, yes, Lilith, but I became a climate reality leader. I took the training with Al Gore. In oh, 2017, oh yeah, it was in my hometown of Pittsburgh, I might add, which was fabulous. And um, I had went and gone to the second uh, installation of An Inconvenient Truth. And so this, his um, climate reality project and, and getting people educated out in the world was more, more prevalent in this particular version of the movie. And so, 
you know, I, we were driving home f- at, from uh, the movie to our place up here, and I was supposed to be doing a show, The Edge of Every Day, a follow-up show to The Edge of Every Day that was canceled, and it was the same weekend, and I went literally went from that to the, the, the organization closed where I was doing the show, couldn't book it somewhere else. So the, the weekend was now free, went home, got on the computer, boom, it was there. Climate reality, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Bam, it was yeah. fabulous. So, so the learning of the perma, the permaculture and, and you know, melting and the, the potential of release of d- bacteria oh, and insects. And yeah, and oh, you know, oh sure, no, it's something. And, um, but this play that I'm now doing on Lilith, to tie it all together on Mother Earth and women's anger and the rise of the feminine. Um, Lilith being for those who are, who are listening in, Lilith being the, the, the supposed first consort, the, uh, of Adam in the first book of the Bible and that she was the initial female created of the same stuff of earth that Adam was created from. They were equal. And there was some discussion between the two of them that, that, that where it was not, they were not simpatico. And there was not, um, she was not interested in being dominated. And she left Eden. And Eve was then created from the rib of Adam. Isn't that interesting? I have never heard this. Mm. I love learning. <laughs> and, and and I love this. And where where is this? Can I read more about this? Can oh, I- sure. Oh, you could totally Google Lilith. It's fabulous. Well, and she's not BTW. She's pre-Bible, of course. She's uh, originally in the Sumerian tradition. And so, and there's a lot of, you know, there's tons of information on Lilith. Sumeria and... What was the other one? You had the one coast was Sumerian and the other coast was, anyway, I'm getting off track. Sorry. (laughs) Yeah. Very, very interesting. Yeah. You're, you're involved with great, great things. And, you know, when I was taking courses in peace and social justice and you, you listen about, you listen to so much that there is to do for all of us. We all, there's so much work to do. And I started feeling overwhelmed, which is pretty much a natural state for me. Unfortunately, (laughs) I always feel overwhelmed. I'm working on it. Um, And what I felt inside was I felt the Lord just say to me, one, start with self, and then one person at a time, one piece at a time, because, you know, oh my goodness, there, you know, it's the collective consciousness that creates the change in energy on the planet, either upward or not. (sighs) We do. Right? So you're doing great, great things. So, if we were going to, um, if I could ask you, what is one takeaway from tonight's show um, before we end for our listeners? Would you say, what would you want to say? What's a takeaway we can I would, them with? I would say uh, if you are sensing, um, and I think that people coming out of COVID, are sen- a lot of people are sensing this because um, it's a new world. There's no going back. It's not getting back to normal. There is no such thing. It is a new. So we are at that precipice, that edge that I spoke of earlier. And that that if you you wanna think of it as taking a step onto water, stepping out like Jesus did, out of the boat into the new world, where the world feels a little unsure trust that you do not be fearful trust that the you have all that it takes to step over that edge over that threshold you have the realness you you have it that's amen and you're not alone you walk with your god so 
I'd like to end in prayer. Would that be okay with you? That I would love that. And before we end, because we might just hit the mark and have to say goodbye, I want to thank you so much for being on the show tonight. You are a blessing. A oh, blessing. thank you a so blessing. much for having oh. me. I've had a glorious time being here with you. And you'll come on again? I would love that. Great. I would absolutely love that. Thank you. And I'd like to say thanks to Emily, Sam, and Wilvin, who are responsible behind the scenes for Yay. us to have this show. So real quickly, let us pray. Loving God, you fill all things with a fullness and hope that we can never comprehend. Thank you for leading us into a time where more of reality is being unveiled for us to see. Keep us open to walk in faith. Make us willing to do so. And we pray for all those that are hurting in any way, shape, or form. May they be touched by your love. Use us as vehicles for that love. And we pray always in all of the names of God. Amen. Thank you, all of you, for joining us tonight. God bless. God bless. And we hope to see you next time. See you soon. Good night. Bye. Thank you, Sandra. Thank you. Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Hey everybody, it's Tommy D, the nonprofit sector connector coming at you from my attic. Each week here on talkradio.nyc, I host a program, Philanthropy in Focus. Nonprofits impact us each and every day, and it's my focus to help them amplify their message and tell their story. Listen each week at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time until 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on talkradio.nyc. Hi, I'm Graham Dobbin. Join me every Thursday evening for the Mind Behind Leadership here on talkradio.nyc. We speak to people from business, sport, military and politics, all around what makes a great leader. The personal experiences of what's worked and, maybe more importantly, what hasn't worked. So, that's 7 o'clock every Thursday evening. The Mind Behind Leadership here on talkradio.nyc. Listen to real stories of real leaders. Hi, I am Joseph Franklin McElroy, host of the new podcast, Wise Content Creates Wealth. It airs on talkradio.nyc every Friday afternoon from 1 p.m. to 2. They say content is king. Well, wise content rules the world. Every episode features tools and tips for content marketing and business people telling the wise content stories of that success. Tune in every Friday from 1 p.m. to 2 on talkradio.nyc. you listeners looking to boost your business why not advertise on talk radio nyc with very reasonable rates interested simply send us a message on our website talkradio.nyc do you love or are you intrigued about new york city and its neighborhoods i'm jeff goodman host of rediscovering new york weekly show that showcases New York's history and its extraordinary neighborhoods. Every Tuesday live at 7 p.m., we focus on a particular neighborhood and explore its history, its vibe, its feel, and its energy. Tune in live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. on talkradio.nyc. Howdy, I am Joseph Franklin McElroy, host of the new podcast, Gateway to the Smokies. It airs on talkradio.nyc every Tuesday night from 6 p.m. to 7 Every episode is dedicated to memorable experiences in the Great Smoky Mountains National Park and surrounding areas. This show features experts and locals who will expound upon the richness of culture, history, and adventure that awaits you in the Smokies. Tune in every Tuesday from 6 p.m. to 7 on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower.